Hey there, friend. In today's episode, I sit down with an amazing woman who is shaping the diet culture. We discuss everything from binge eating, why she doesn't teach macros, and how you too can heal your relationship with food once and for all. She's a fierce leader in her field and is truly helping so many women to feel free around food so it's not the center of their world anymore. Oh, and she happens to be family, which makes this episode even that much more special. Please welcome Janelle Perriard for today's episode of Pursue Your Joy. Hey, Janelle, how are you? Good, how are you, Sam? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited for this interview. Um, It's kind of cool that we're family as well. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I, if, for those of you guys who don't know, you'll realize we have the same last name. She's actually my husband's cousin and we're kind of like both on this entrepreneurial journey and she's been inspiring me for over two years now with the work that she does and I'm really excited to have her here today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So can you introduce yourself? Can you kind of just tell us a little bit about what you do and yeah. Okay, I'll try and keep this as short and sweet as possible. Uh, My name is Janelle Perriard. I'm a food and body coach, and I help women stop feeling out of control with food. So I got into this line of work through my own disordered eating, um, history with anorexia and binge eating, yo-yo dieting, hitting my my body, whole Mm -hmm. food spectrum, and everything in between. So I made a promise to myself if I ever got out of what I call my food and body prison, that I would help other women do the same. So I've been doing this work for three years now. And yeah, I made a promise to myself and I'm living that promise now. Yeah, good for you. I love what you do. And I've seen you evolve over the last few years. And it's been such a great journey watching, literally watching you just change your pace and everything. Because when I first started following along with your journey, you had a group and you were kind of teaching macros and I got a lot of value from that at the time because I didn't even know where to start. Now I understand that you don't teach macros anymore. Do you think you could tell us a little bit about that? Why, why you don't teach macros anymore? Yeah. Okay. So macros was the whole like introduction to coaching. However, I realized really quickly once I had um, a full clientele of macro clients that they were unable to stick to their macros. So for those of you who don't know what macros are, it's your proteins, carbs, and fats. It's, it's essentially macro or um, calorie counting, just mm-hmm. more specific. Right. So that worked really well for me at the stage of my journey because right. I was no longer binge eating. Mm-hmm. So macros were okay for me because mm-hmm. I was not in that stage. And, and actually, in fact, my macros were to the point of like putting on weight, not losing weight. So. Mm. It was just a little bit different. So macros for me worked really well and they were easy mm. to too. However, I figured out really quickly when I had my clients that they were unable to stick to macros. And I noticed really quickly that there was more to it than them just not being able to stick to their macros. So I only yeah. coached macros for maybe six or eight months before I took a huge shift and did more like the deep dive into why people can't stick to a quote unquote diet, Yeah. Uh, which, which macros is. You know, I'll, I'll admit once upon a time, I didn't think that macros was really a diet either because it was flexible. I could eat whatever foods I want. There was no, um, food restriction in a sense. However, it was still restriction. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're counting and weighing and tracking your food, it's restriction. Totally. So I took a huge turn in how I coach. It's evolved 
all over the place. It's continuously mm -hmm. evolving. I've taken tons of education, worked with lots of coaches. And yeah, so now I, I take a much different approach, a true, true anti-diet approach. Mm -hmm. So the quote unquote lifestyle approaches that you see popping over, popping up all over the place, like Weight Watchers, for example, where it's a quote unquote lifestyle, it is still a diet. I call totally. all diets, diets into guys. And anything that involves restricting food, restricting your food behaviors, diet. and if you are stuck in that cycle, in that diet mentality, there is a very, very good chance that you will also be binge eating totally. sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because so when, after I had my son two years ago, I was trying to get on track with my health because I realized that I thought I ate healthy and I realized that, that I was, I wasn't, I wasn't eating enough carbs. I wasn't eating enough um, protein and I had no energy. So I like, I came to you, like looked at all your stuff and realized, and you were teaching macros at the time. So I started counting my macros and I kind of got a good rough idea of what I needed, but I realized that following my macros was just not attainable to, for what I really needed in life. And what I needed was more food freedom. And I, but I did have a good idea of what I needed at that point. So that did help. But like I said, like you said, I like that not counting macros, you do feel, and you, you can be kind of more in tune with your body. You can be more in tune with your intuition, with your eating. And, yeah. but, and that's definitely a learned skill too. So do you, would you say that you're like, you teach more following your intuition with your eating? Yeah, intuitive eating is kind of like the, the core concept, I guess. Right. But also, here's what I see all the time. People turn intuitive eating into a diet. And uh, we call it the, the hunger and fullness diet is what it's called. So if anybody's read the intuitive eating diet in there, or the intuitive eating, uh, they'll see that there's a hunger and fullness scale. Uh -huh. So what I realized is people would be like, oh my God, I can't eat because I'm not quote unquote hungry. And they just turned intuitive eating, which is not supposed to be a diet, yeah. into a diet. So there, there's there's a lot of layers to go through. Right. Intuitive eating is a part of it, but there's so much more to it than that, especially yeah. if somebody's been exposed to diet culture and diet mentality. Yeah. There's a lot of deep digging and deep work that we have to do to uncover the the restrictions in their sneaky forms, even having totally. foods that you say that you quote unquote can't eat or shouldn't eat, or mm -hmm. I shouldn't have another one. Those are all like really sneaky diet mentality words right. that just trip almost, almost always. Interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of, I know you kind of touched on this at the beginning. So what brought you from because I know that you had to he completely heal your relationship with food. So how did that start? How did you realize that you were starting, you needed to heal your relationship with food? And then how did you, how did you realize that's what you wanted to do, help other people do too? Uh, I mean, we could be here all day on yeah. this question, but <laughs> to sum it up really briefly, it was just, I could not handle being fucking crazy. Hopefully I can swear. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking no crazy. Uh, with food anymore. I, I it was so consuming. Every mm. part of my day was consumed by food or body thoughts, mm. one way, shape or form. So I just, I, I call it surrender. You surrender to what is and just mm -hmm. release trying to manipulate and trying to control. And that's truly what started 
this whole like healing journey without me even really knowing, I would say. Uh-huh. So that's a huge piece of what I do with clients because it's not, it's not easy to surrender when you've been fighting for control your whole life. Yeah. Hey, no kidding. I feel that on like a cellular level. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because we're conditioned as a society, like media is always going to be there. It's always going to be in our face. And I feel like the generation before us, I mean, like I'm not shaming them at all, but the generation before us, I always call this like the microwave generation where it was like people were like the nine to five was super like was the new thing, right? Like they kind of went from entrepreneurs to like the nine to five. It was like, and then microwave foods came out and low calorie diets came out and everything was more of a quick fix versus like the deep, what you really, really want in life, if that makes sense. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, we've been conditioned to think a certain way about food, about um, your journey through work or whatever. It's kind of all intertwined in my opinion, if that even makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people think they have a quote unquote food problem. Mm-hmm. But once we start working together, we peel back the layers and realize it's not truly about the food. Yeah. It's about this like obsession with control and what are we trying to control? So we feel like we can control our food. So that's one way of feeling like we have control, but right. we really, really, truly don't. Right. So a lot of times people are really, most often clients are trying to control judgment. So they feel mm. like if they're in a larger body, if they just lose weight and control their food to this perfect degree, they won't receive judgment from other people mm. because let's be honest, we live in a fat phobic society. So mm-hmm. judgment is a real thing totally. and we have this thin obsession. So it's, it's normal for people to want to fit into that quote unquote, like ideal. Uh-huh. If we look back in history, if we didn't fit into the tribe, we were basically left or dead. So this is all about survival instincts. Totally. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, it's funny you say that actually, because I've been looking into a lot of uh, like, cause I dealt with anxiety my whole life and I don't identify as an anxious person anymore, but it's funny that the things that make us feel out of control, it all kind of comes back to that fight or flight. Like, yeah. uh, one of my friends is also a breathwork facilitator like yourself. And we were talking about how when you feel anxious around, like in any form, whatever, wherever your anxiety comes up, it's it your cells, your subconscious, like is kind of goes back to those like quote unquote caveman years where yeah. you were literally fight or flight to survive. Like there's a tiger chasing you, so yeah, your and your your subconscious cannot decipher between between that and feeling, in your case, like out of control with food. Like it brings you to that same state. So it's like, it's cool that you're teaching people to deep dive into their inner work to be able to feel free with that and not feel that same out of control, anxiety, whatever it is around their, their, their food story, their body story. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I use this example. Like a lot of my clients will come to me and they're like, I either feel out of control with food or I'm completely on autopilot. What do I do? Help me. Mm -hmm. And this, this autopilot kind of, sensation that we feel with food is truly our fight or flight, like instinctual behaviors, mm-hmm. just trying to keep us alive. Right. So when you, when you're trying to control your food, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel out of control with your food. 
I mean, I, I say it this way, you can't fall off a wagon if you're not on. Totally, hey. So oh, if you're not okay. trying to control your food, you're not going to feel out of control with your food. Interesting. And I hope that makes sense. And I want people to really, if you <laughs> really, really hit that part home mm-hmm. because this whole, I feel out of control of food, the root of it is trying to control your food. Very so interesting. So releasing that, that desire to control your food because we don't actually have control over food. If we mm-hmm. did, we would not be in the situation where we're in, where we're mm-hmm. constantly fighting our body. Right. I mean, society has already told us that, you know, very obviously that thin is good and fat is bad. That's the society kind of belief that we have. It, so if it. we were able to control our food and if we were able to control our weight, we, we would just be thin. Yeah, totally. It, it, it's that simple. So that in itself shows that we do not have control over our food. We do not have control over our weight long term. Mm-hmm. It's these intermittent, like 12 week, six month kind of um, weight loss, quote unquote, success stories that keep us in that cycle. Mm-hmm. But long term weight loss, long term messing with your food and controlling your, your weight is not successful. There's mm-hmm. a 98% failure rate of diets. Mm-hmm. So that just proves itself. And mm-hmm. in the small percentage of people that actually are able to control their weight and their body over a long period of time, those people often, often have disordered eating to some degree and oh, are right? constantly thinking about food all, all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so yeah. hard too. Cause we're, you know, we're not born that way. And that's the no. really, that's the hard part, right? Is yeah. you look at a toddler and they really do eat, they like effortlessly. Yeah, they do. And they're, and they're fine with it. And it's not until, it's not until society seeps into their veins that they believe that they're not enough. Yep. And yeah. oh gosh, just horrible. <laughs> I, I say it's like an onion and on the outside we have this control, right? We feel, or sorry, we feel out of control. That's right. outside. And then if we go left, go in, we feel out of control because we're trying to control uh-huh. dieting or a restriction of some sort, or even just having that diet mentality, just being uh-huh. exposed to diet culture. Uh-huh. You have to actually go on a, a diet with a name to be, you know, sucked into diet culture. Right. Beneath that, it's like, why do we diet? Uh-huh. We diet because society has told us that our body is not good enough the way it is. Totally. So, Beyond that, it's the fat phobic society that we live in that is truly the root of all our like craziness mm-hmm. around food. You know, mm-hmm. Just like you said, children just eat effortlessly. They don't, you know, um, they don't think that cake is this demonized food until they're taught that cake is this demonized food. Right, right. So I say we're just going back to being children. Totally. I love that. Essentially. And yeah. you know what? That's, I feel like that relates to so so many things in this in this life it's like if we were to just follow our inner child and what our inner child really really wants we're going to be led in a much more joyful direction and isn't that really what life's about you know not feeling so out of control in every single area of our lives and i i love 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 that you're not teaching diet culture because and we previously talked on the phone a couple of weeks ago and you said something that really hit hit me, and I w- I've been thinking about this every time, and I feel like this every day, not every time, every day. <laughs> and I wanted to touch on this because I think it's so interesting that the diet industry, you said, is a $172 billion industry. Is that right? 
Yes, seventy-two billion dollar industry. Seventy-two. Okay. Yeah, so and increasing. Yes, and and obesity is on the rise. Yeah, uh, obesity is a, another topic we could talk about for a long time, and truly the whole obesity. If somebody wants to get into that conversation, I really suggest the book uh, Health of Every Size because obesity is really just like this made up thing. It truly is. It's. It's. I won't go into it too much more. Yeah. Just yeah. That's crazy because, wow. Okay, so sorry. What was that book called? I'm just health at every size. Health at every size. Okay, cool. I love that. It's cool because, you know, this the diet industry is such. It's it's something that everybody thinks about, and it's a seventy two billion dollar industry, but it's not it's not the health industry. It's called the diet industry, and I like how you are. You're redefining the word diet. You you're not you're not you're not glorifying the word diet. You are you're showing that diet isn't all what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Cool. Very very people, cool. People like to assume that health is a certain size or a certain look. Mm-hmm. But if you read the book Health at Every Size, I strongly urge people to read that book. You're going to be able to easily separate health from weight. Mm-hmm. and shift your perspective on oh. this whole fat phobic society and health and everything in that whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. I love that because I think as women, especially we, we really need to understand that loving ourselves the way that we are now is really what's going to be able to create that, that longevity love, whatever size, whatever, whatever the scale says you deserve to love yourselves. I, I mean, our whole like, our whole being, our whole purpose on this earth is to achieve happiness. Yeah. And almost every single person I've worked with in some way, shape or form, their, their desire underneath the, the weight loss that they're searching for is truly to just be happy. Mm-hmm. So Aww. we need the, the, the ironic part of this is that they go on a diet chasing happiness mm-hmm. through that diet achieve complete misery. Totally. So it's really ironic how that, that whole, yeah. plays out. You kind of can't change the external until you change the internal. I would even go to say is like our external really isn't in our control. It really mm-hmm. isn't. Mm-hmm. There, I, I, I say it like this. The, the world has different flowers. There's lilies and there's daisies and there's roses. And yes, they're all flowers different. They look and that's just kind of like our whole human culture as well. Mm-hmm. We're all humans, but we're not supposed to be the exact same body type. It, it's not possible. It's not totally. possible. Yeah, just like nobody is supposed to be, like there's no, there's only one you, and that's your superpower. And yeah, I love that because you, people like you are going to be able to change, help change this for other women. It's such a beautifully... It's such, it's so beautiful. So I'm really, really proud of you. And I'm really, really happy that you're doing this work because I think that every woman on some level could use this. Oh, we've, exactly. I feel like we've all been there. We've all been oh, yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did, I told you this before, but I did keto for a bit. Yeah. And anybody who does keto, I am not shaming you at all. <laughs> That's your journey. But for me, it really, I was hungry. I felt so miserable. I felt restricted and I just yeah. didn't feel good. I didn't feel like myself. And, and that's just, that's just a diet that I tried, you know, and that's yeah. just one of many that there are out there. I find it really interesting that we have like this, this keto, which is 
supposed to be like the most popular diet right now, mm-hmm. but also this like plant-based diet, which they're pretty much opposite. And they're mm-hmm. both claiming to be like the best diet yeah. in, in the world. And we've just seen these best diets cycle over and over and over yep. again. The truth is there isn't a best diet. Mm-hmm. We just need to go back to eating like we did when we were children. Totally. Absolutely. love that. Love that. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about sort of what would people get if they were to work with you? What do your clients get out of working with you? So I work with women predominantly and it's a six month program. So they get, and I know this is like super anticlimactic because people like tangible things, mm-hmm. but they get me. So un, un kind of restricted access to me throughout those six months. After those six months, I don't just like drop somebody off and say bye, <laughs> you know, because I know this is really truly just the start of it. Mm-hmm. We can't work with, most people have been fighting food in their body for decades. Mm-hmm. And I'm really up, upfront and honest that six months is literally just a drop in the hat. So right. yes, the, the starting point is six months. And with that, we have weekly 60 minute Zoom calls and we talk about kind of exactly where you're at. So it's extremely custom. There's not a module to fill out or mm-hmm. anything like that. I do kind of prescribe, you know, a specific homework assignment, which is usually just like an integrative thing on something to think about Mm -hmm. or something to really work towards throughout that week. But I always say the transformation and the progress and the growth does not happen on that 60 minute call. That 60 minute call is like less than 1% of that whole week. If we break it down in terms of time. Mm -hmm. So it's the access to me via Voxer is kind of where I'm currently using that we switch, but so we can chat, we chat back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. I am in contact Amazing. with my clients almost every single day. I try to take, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday off here and there, but they essentially have unlimited access to me. And that's truly where the growth happens because I know that support is like the yes. missing link. It People is. can expand this content. I can mm-hmm. give like the basis and the foundation mm-hmm. and the content and you will understand on a logical level, mm-hmm. but to be able to put that into your body and put it into practice takes support. So yes. that's, that's where I can hand <laughs> is, is that unlimited support and to help a person like not feel crazy when mm-hmm. they feel like they, they're just not getting it because the totally. thing is, it's, it's, it's this back and forth. It's never linear. It's never going to be just be like, I call it a light switch. It's, yeah. it's off and on, it's back and forth, it's up and down. There's all sorts of challenges to go through totally. and to, have, to be able to do that on your own takes. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm saying mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So. And, <clears throat> and you have such an upper hand because you have done it all yourself. Yeah. You've been through yeah. the things that the women that you help are going through right now. And there's nothing more powerful than, than learning from somebody who's a few steps ahead or 10 steps ahead or whatever it is. So you being able to not only provide that one-on-one like zoom call or whatever, every single week, plus Voxer support, which is voice notes, right? Yeah. Voice right? video. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're getting, so you're not, you're literally, you're not buying a course where someone you get, you sent to a website through a funnel where you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out how to heal your relationship with food. You're literally yeah. getting somebody who can truthfully help you heal your relationship with food. Yeah. Amazing. I, I tell my clients, I'm like, I want to know 
I, I want to release the stigma we have around this binge mm-hmm. eating and release the shame because shame is what keeps a person in that cycle continuously. Totally. They feel like, oh my God, I'm just the only person that struggles with food this way. You're not. I promise. I promise. I promise. And mm-hmm. I tell my clients, like, I want you to tell me when you have a binge so I can walk you through and help you through that because that's where the growth happens is in that yeah. support and in that, like, I, I call it shining a light on it because mm-hmm. shame thrives in isolation and darkness. Mm-hmm. So we want to shine a light on that in order to, to create yeah. that growth. Yeah. Because I think that one step, one step in healing is, is really just being able to speak through the pain and speak through, yeah. you know, if someone is going, is goes through a binge, right. And they're even if they're working with you and they binge eat, they're going to feel terrible about this. But what's amazing about you is you're not going to make them feel bad. You're not going to tell them, why didn't you stick to what I told you? You're going to say, okay, you know what? This is normal. This isn't going to happen overnight. And I'm going to help you get through this. And I'm going to help you to not feel bad about what just happened. Cause I've been there. Yeah. I have like no judgment policy. Like tell me everything that happened, complete disclosure. Mm -hmm. There's never a judgment because I always tell my clients, there's nothing you've done with food that I haven't. Yeah. And I, I, you know, there's no shame in it because this is not, you know, this is not a disorder that is not disordered. We just need to help support you through the behaviors and the beliefs that you've been fed through Mm -hmm. diet culture and diet mentality. Amazing. Amazing. Oh gosh. I'm just amazing. So what is something that women who are going through a similar struggle, what is something that they can do today to, to maybe kind of start to heal this journey a little bit and just to start giving them some ideas about how they can just start on their relation, start healing their relationship with food, with their body. What is something that they can do today? Okay. So this is going to be a quite unpopular um, opinion, but full allowance, full allowance, Mm -hmm no restriction. So that means allowing all foods into your life, all foods, Mm -hmm. especially the ones you've been restricting because it's the restriction that leads to binge eating. Right. So if you've been restricting cake, allow cake without judgment, without judgment. Mm -hmm. So there's two forms of restriction, the physical restriction, which is like sitting on your hands, not eat cake or not allowing yourself to eat till 1 PM because you're intermittent fasting or whatever that might look like. The physical Mm -hmm. restriction is more obvious but it's the emotional restriction that is really, really the most challenging to overcome. Right. That looks like the shame and guilt on your eating behaviors, uh, Mm -hmm. the food choices that you make. So it's, like I said, it's possible to do this on your own, but it's much, I would say, accessible to have Mm -hmm. to do this with a coach. Mm -hmm. Because if you say, I'm just gonna allow all foods, and people, their first they think is, I'm just gonna live off of Smarties and chips <laughs> and fast food. And so they, so they never actually truly fully allow all foods because they right. have that fear. Because all foods includes vegetables and it includes, it, yeah, it, it's a, it includes the, the healthy the stuff too. The entire spectrum, the entire spectrum. Yeah, okay, cool, very, very interesting. Okay, so we wanted to offer you guys if this is something that you believe that you could benefit from, if working with Janelle would absolutely tra- change your life, if you are struggling with food and body image, food and body image, <laughs> your relationship with food and body image, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, we would love to offer you guys 
25% off your first month with Janelle. And this is going to include what, what she outlined earlier. So the, the weekly calls, all the support that you will need to get, be able to heal yourself. And like she said, it's not a one and done thing. So working with her for six months is going to be an amazing foundation to get you into, get you free basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you I would say, go ahead. I say, I, I don't fall weight loss. I feel freedom because yeah. that's, we just want freedom from our totally. crazy brain of yeah. food and body. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you get 25% off your very first month and you just tell her, you would just say that when you fill out the application, you just say, she has a little section. How did you hear about me? And you just say Sam Perriard, and then you would get 25% off of your first month. Yeah. So, yay. And the best place to find Janelle is either Instagram or Facebook. And her Instagram is at Janelle.Perriard. And then her Facebook is just Janelle Perriard. And she's got it's a not group. A, yeah. I'm actually no longer running the group. People on Facebook, uh, Facebook groups seem to kind of just be declining. Mm. So okay. um, add me on Facebook. I'm just, it's not like a business profile page or anything like that. Just add me as a friend on okay. Facebook. I'll add okay. you, follow my content. Instagram and Facebook, the content is very, very similar, if not the same. And I will be starting my um, monthly kind of webinars. So this would be really like Ooh, discounted price. Yeah. So just to get to know me, get to know, have some coaching based on your specific situation come with your questions i'll be doing them at least monthly but we'll see how it goes this is something mm -hmm. new i've been um working on so cool. it'll be just on a zoom call so it'd be very very similar to what your experience would be like mm -hmm. and that will be on joining my email list which is in the works so i'll let you um yeah add that well, once what's yeah. all complete for sure we'll put all her information in the show notes so i'll put her instagram her facebook and then um any other information to be able to reach her we'll put that in the show notes as well and I have one more question for you. Yeah. What brings you joy in your life? Mm, so many things, but I would say just connection, bringing people together through connection. And that means like mm. through the work that I do, connecting back to their bodies, watching them go from relying on diets to truly like their internal hunger cues and their, their, their body's wisdom, which we're so dis discontent from. Mm -hmm. And, and, connection in a group and just like live events. I, I, I mean, I work from social media, so I understand the value of social media, mm -hmm. but true, true connection is what the world is missing. And totally. it's, it's this work that, that lights me up so, so deeply that, yeah. you know, food and body coaching and breath work and both of them have the foundation, you know, mm -hmm. of connection essentially. Yeah. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. I had so much fun with you today. Thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to continuing, continuing watching you flourish and oh, yeah, you. just amazing. I'm so Thanks proud for of you. having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. today's episode I would love to hear from you I hang out on Instagram the most so go ahead share it on your Instagram and tag and follow Sam Perriard with an underscore and if you want to just come and hang out and say hello I would love that too hope you guys all have a great day and I will see you on the next episode